Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Stan. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. So, Kay, just to quickly catch catch everyone up on the unnecessary lore that has sprung up about this literary podcast, Mm. I have recently changed my name in order to win an election for mayorship of the library, the village of Librorium that I built out of books and bookshelves out Mm -hmm. of of your library. And the only thing standing in the way between my humble self, your beloved co-host, and guest of your library for some 84 weeks now, and essentially unlimited power, uh, is your legal review of the electoral process yes. and and my my very quick last minute uh, name change to seize at well, least twenty five percent. Last of the- minute is a bit generous. It's more sort of an ex post facto affair. That sounds like one of those legal words. Yes. Did you did you look that up in the in the in the law books that I built Librorium on? I did have to dig a bit to get down far enough to get to the foundation. See, no, but this but- is how. Yes, this is what I respect about you so much. You're you're always delving yes. uh, quite deep, quite literally. Uh, that's a nice that's a nice help it with a light yeah. on. I hope you were safe. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, I'm very pretty good. I'm pretty good at uh, building supports with uh, books and stuff. We have that in common. We have most, so much in most, common. Mostly mental support from books, but, you know, if you do it right, you can get physical as well. <laughs> so, Especially uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is very useful for that. Um, I have no, no the idea. physical what... support, not the mental support. Okay, okay. The thing <laughs> is, like, we get so many donations for that book, we have piles and piles and piles <laughs> of them, so it's just like pe- people just drop them off in our return slot, even though, like, they didn't borrow the book from us. It's just they see it as a convenient <laughs> way to this, get rid of it. A lot let of this book pass from me. A lot of Harry Potter books recently as well, by the way. Gosh, yeah. I wonder what, uh, <laughs> yeah. I wonder what prompted that. So yeah, they they make very good supports if you pile them up high enough. Certainly can provide a lot of support, like the Harriet Porber, ah. uh, a book that uh, uh, one Chuck Tingle uh, recently released in response to. Uh, oh, I don't uh, think I'm, I'm familiar. Are you not familiar with Chuck Tingle? No, I'm not. Okay, so Chuck Tingle is an anonymous author of books like Pounded in the Butt by My Gay Unicorn uh, oh, Quarterback. I think I've heard about that one. Were there any werewolf books? Uh, gosh, yeah, I kind of figured there would have been. Uh, there was also the Tide Pod. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh well, yes. I mean, he jumps on the cultural bandwagon a lot, and apparently, yeah. And then he started doing uh, uh, Lady Tinglers for oh. uh, uh, for female female pairings, and like it got it got Dolphin super shape. super inclusive. Okay, um, always for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so his book Harriet Porber and the Phenomenopasaurus or or something about a about a trans wizard at a oh, cool wow. wizarding school. Fame. Um for several weeks they're outsold Harry Potter on Amazon. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I hope we get one of those in the return slots anytime soon. I'd be happy to read it. Chuck Tingle has made public appearances, but he always has a has a bag over his head with eyes cut out. Okay. Okay. So we don't even know if it's always the same person. That's it's so great. Uh, it's a bit like Daft Punk then, I guess. The Daft Punk of the literature world. Daft Punk is two people. So it's half of Daft Punk. Wait, no, but it's the it's two there's two is there any question that there's more than two people that they just We don't know. It could well be. Well then why wouldn't they all want to be on stage? Or maybe they take turns. Maybe just like you know, maybe it's not always the same two people on the same album or at the same show. Oh, okay. You've just you've just blown my mind. I mean, this is this is one of the many hypotheses about uh, yeah. about Shakespeare that it was actually like maybe oh, it was a pen name. A collective. It wasn't. No, I'm pretty no, sure there wasn't. was a there was a real uh, Jonathan Shakespeare, I believe his name was. No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <You're>, Jack, <laughs> keep going. Jack Shakespeare. What do you? Th- Willibrod. <laughs> 
Okay. I think you might be confused with Jonathan Star Wars. Yeah, no, okay, so the problem with the election was that, um, yeah. I mean, the, the vote was clearly for Stan. Yes. However, there are... Three out of four, 75% of yes. the votes. So Stan clearly won. Yes. But we have four candidates named Stan. So... Can we daft punk it? Take turns. Yes. I don't know. We'd have to talk, about, say, we'd have you've to talk the, about with the other stands. You said you've done the research. Yes. I, I, I well, know the, for a fact well, that the other stands who are three raccoons in a trench coat would totally support this because that's how they do their trench coat shenanigans. Well, yes. Like they take turns who gets to be on top and gets to look out and, and okay. who gets to be the nipples and who gets to be the legs. <laughs> Fair enough. Their favorite position is nipples. I don't know why. You'd think that the, like, the, the, the head part and the feet part, they have the most agency because they decide like, what right. to say and where to go. But the middle part has the hands, so they're more at snack-grabbing height. So that's I think probably that's probably it. the reason why you, I mean, you... Anytime you see like Stan grabbing a pack of snacks and it disappears into his inside pocket, like, no, it's not going in the inside pocket. Into <laughs> into middle, middle Stan's mouth. Whoever gets to be nipple Stan at yes. the moment. And one day, like besides being nipple Stan, I can probably also be Mayor Stan. Like, it, what, what's, the, what's the problem here? If it's good enough for Jonathan Shakespeare and uh, uh, Daft Punk... Well... It's good mm. enough for Librorium, surely. Please, okay, please. Well, okay, Can I be one quarter of the mayor, please? We'll have to talk about it with Stan. We'll have, to, get, we'll have to arrange a meeting. That sounds dangerous, so I'm going to leave that to you. Okay. Yeah, That's okay. Fine. So I you're going to arrange, I'll, I'll a, meeting arrange with, a meeting with you and Stan. And, and then we're going to work this out. I bet yes. you they're going to be... I bet they're just going to be all over it. It's going to be great. They're going to be over all over someone, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is, this is so great. This, oh, I'm just be, one that, week away from... That, that would be interesting. Maybe, final success. Maybe, maybe trial by combat. No. No? Please, no. Why, why would that be... In, for whom? Oh, I, I don't know. I for whom amusing. would it be... Inter- for whom would it be amusing? For me. Okay. So what you, what you really want out of all this is to see me being mauled by three raccoons in... Well, I was thinking we could use the Fifty Shades of Grey books to build like maybe a fighting pit. Why don't you get on that? That sounds like a good project for you. Kind of like hey, build a- I, I have got to, I've got to sort of put my foot down here because I think that you, what you want out of this is to see your, your beloved co-host being adorably mauled by three, by three well, power-hungry raccoons. What are you afraid of? I mean, you outweigh three power hungry raccoons. You outweigh three raccoons. Well, thanks. I mean, you know, I haven't had a lot of chance to work out since I demolished the Threegle Three. Like, way to way to make somebody feel self conscious about like, hey, okay, so it's a, it's a raccoons aren't that heavy. Come on, it's a it's a weird. Well, they haven't had much of a workout since since they've been in charge of guarding Librorium either. Oh, because okay. while I initially built it as a fortress against the enemy of the library, we don't seem to have a lot of those. No, I was do trying. We? I was trying to tell you that, but you wouldn't listen. Look, if it's going to take. Trial by combat yes. in order to convince you to let me be mayor of the village that I've built, then yes, I will do that. I'll, I'll even build the fighting pit and you can just marvel. Right. We'll, have, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that went next week. If there is a next week. but uh, So we better make this week count. What do we have in store for our readers this week? Ah, we have a lovely book this week. <laughs> It is may very well be our last episode of the other stands have their way. It is called The Devil Downstairs. And yeah, it, it took me a little while to figure out that that was the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's right. a lot on the cover. It's comic striptease fantastic science fiction. It was published on January 35 cents. Oh, uh, no, oh, oh no, wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yes, it's called The Devil Dance. It doesn't actually have an author mentioned on it. So oh my God. I don't, don't actually know whom it's by, but yeah. We don't actually know who the author is. Let's say that like, the author was Comic Striptease. This is that, sounds unusual. Like, that sounds like a fantastic name. Would you be like to be called Comic Striptease? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> oh, I can't if believe I ever, that. If I, I ever go do drag, that will be my name. I'll go, my name will be Comic Striptease. I can't believe that I just named myself Stan when I could have been 
comic strip tease. So it doesn't seem to have an author on the title. So on the no, no sorry, the, uh, title's so, very rare. No, I know that you're waving glove. I want to take it over again, but that would actually be a real thing if, if if everybody always put their own name in their books titles. Book by book named. Name book name well never, never, never actually we did that for a while where we've prefaced every title with the name of the of the author such yes. as my my absolute favorite Orson Scott Card's Gay Razzmatazz yeah it's a good search engine optimization shenanigans so I found that the author is P F Costello P F Costello that sounds fake it is fake it's a it's a it's a house pseudonym for presumably so it might eat. presumably fake Costello <laughs> very good. I'm going with Cosmic Striptease. That's just like, I like that too much. I mean, we're obviously clearly enjoying this cover. And if you'd like to take a look at the cover, you can look down at your podcasting device. And if not, you can check out the show notes for an image and a link. You can check us out on CoverMyAssCast.com and on Twitter at CoverMyAssCast, where you will find episode 84 about the devil downstairs. And then you will see this. I mean, the composition is really cool. It's gorgeous. So we have a creature chained to a wall. And, oh, yeah. I mean, the creature itself is green, and he's got a body which looks a bit like, I don't know, the Grinch who stole Christmas, I suppose. Yes, he's got the very spindly limbs and the, and and the hairy huge body. Head. But the head is, like, smooth, domed. I would I would say insectoid, but not really, because it's clearly a bionicorn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got, the, he's got the two sort of narwhal horns sticking yes. out of his head on either side. But I see what you mean. There's the sort of mottling pattern as if it's, as if it's chitinous. Yes, that, that looks that a bit like that. I mean, is. it looks like he doesn't have a mouth, but I think that's just because he's got a fairly long nose and he's kind of like glaring at the viewer. That's what I think too. Like it's a yeah. very sharp snout and there's probably a, a, a gaping maw And beneath. he's like chained to a cinder block wall with some gas and electricity meters next to him and long red claws, which I presume means that he's been there for quite a while because he hasn't had a chance to cut his nails. He's yeah. got this sort of... I don't know, a- angry look about him. Like he's. Well, I mean, I would have an angry look if I were chained to a wall in a basement. Yes, I think that's entirely reasonable. I mean, I know people get in, are into that, and like, I don't want to kink shame or anything. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> it depends a little bit on why you are uh, chained to that wall. Which is the sort of central mystery of this book. Well, it's not a really mystery, but it's like a plot point. Let's call it that. <laughs> yes, which begins with a, 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 a young family moving into a new house out in the suburbs, very exciting. They got a great deal on it. Yeah, it was a, fa- a fantastic. Uh, they immediately fell in love with the place and put down uh, put down an offer on it and bought it. Yeah, to their great surprise, effortlessly and and flawlessly for their for their offered price was which was lower, of course, than the asking price well, was immediately. Well, I mean, that shows that it's an old book because like that hasn't happened for ages. Yeah, it? exactly. So they're 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 well chuffed as they occupy their new abode, moving in the young family. What was their name again? It's the Thorvalds. The Thorvalds. Oh yes, and is it? It was a. It was a bit of a nuclear family, wasn't it? Yes, uh, Mum Liana, and uh, yeah, yeah, Daddy. Uh, oh God, Dad. No, actually, that doesn't going to work. Never mind. So, yes, it was a bit of a nuclear family. Uh, Mum, Dad, and Kid um, <laughs> bailed on that nice and quick. I've never seen you live bailing on. What? Can't you just call it them? W- it wasn't funny. I have names. They're not funny. Okay. Okay, I bet they are. I they're bet not. you just need to believe in yourself, okay? No, not. Like, I promise you, I promise you, I will enjoy these books. Okay, yeah. they're named Liliana, yep. Lincoln, Li- yes, and their daughter Lizzie. Yes, that's, that's great. Okay. These, this is great. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't come up with this. It was, it, it was probably fake anyway. And Lizzie's baby brother, Linus. 
Yes, that's the one. Yeah, the 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 the, the weird sort of. I mean, he's a he's a creepy little baby. Yeah, it turns out to be important later on. But uh, so the Tolvards's Tol. Torvalds's uh, uh, tolerance for oh weird shit and creepy shenanigans is is pretty high. It's I mean they they, they move into the home. It's They're a lovely little to. two story place and uh, it's got the porch and the garden so the oh, the, the kids can dream. go in. And they got a fantastically good deal on it despite already having been on the market for a little bit, which did make them a little bit suspicious. But the realtor went like, oh no, it's fine. It's like everything's good. And they got like, oh well, and then everything is supposedly fine and good. And if not, then we'll sue the shit out of them. They're they're pretty litigious. The Torvalters. Well, I mean, that's just the way two things go. Well, things I mean, go. It, it's 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 Liliana's middle name, Liliana Litigious Torvalds. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. They move into their new house. There's uh, there's boxes everywhere. You know, it's a, it's an exciting time for a, for a young family. Yes, it's it's basically the story is told from the perspective of young Lizzie. Yes, uh, who's of indeterminate age. I mean, somewhere I think somewhere in the she's a precocious, yeah. like quick growing up young girl. Uh, yeah, in, so in some sort of roll doll age, tween teen age, something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, adventurous and complaining to her parents that she's hearing strange sounds in the walls, and they go, like, "Oh, it's just the pipe settling, or it's the radiators that need bleeding, or it's the neighbor's <laughs> yeah. dog, or it's whatever. It's like going on. It's just old houses. They, they groan and they moan a little bit." But she keeps going on, and like it bothers her, and she, like she goes checking in on her little brother Linus as well, and it's not him because he's sleeping, and she goes creeping, yeah, creeping around the house, and so suddenly she finds this door, which she was almost certain wasn't there before, but it might have been there anyway because it's in a bit of like an awkward place under the stairs. Yeah, it's not something that they saw during their first tours. It's, yeah, it's a cupboard under the stairs. It's kind of like the secret door. She's she's one of those precocious, brave youngsters who immediately grabs a, grabs a flashlight, which mm. is very sensible, and a stapler for some reason. Don't quite know what the story is with that I, one. I, I don't know. I mean, I used to pretend that the stapler was a gun when you right? would, like, click it and like, yeah. shoot it like that. Opening the door, she finds some stairs leading down, down stairs, and down these stairs, she finds, well, the scene depicted on the on the yes, cover in a, in a the, yellow we, splash of light. The yellow from her flashlight, which is like, has rattling batteries. And a, and a strange creature out. tied to the wall with a, with clear justifiable anger in his eyes. Glaring at her and goes like, who are you? Uh, are you one of those? And yes, I thought it was a great like Rubble Doll sort of scene because he, he, he writes those very well where, oh. where young people like discover something really peculiar and like have to struggle through befriending it. I'm thinking about the, the, the BFG. Yes. Is a very good I example. Mean, I guess that's a good metaphor for young people growing up anyway. It's like when you discover truths about the world that you didn't know about and you have to deal with them. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about Willy Wonka there especially that, oh, oh, yeah, the world is full of extremely powerful psychopaths. And like my grandfather who's been better ridden for six years suddenly can jump out and dance to jig when he, there's an interesting trip to go out on yeah so but, well that's not actually charming is it it's no, not it's charming not, no, so you've just been pretending and you've just been making oh, my parents like working themselves through the bone yeah, to support you when you could have gotten out of bed anytime lazy lazy so the the creature introduces itself as freddy verdant yes which i immediately thought was a bit of a, a pseudonym like he was clearly protecting himself like yeah. maybe it may it may have been like mr Spiddelig from uh, from superman who like He's some kind of like elf or fairy creature who is banished as soon as he says its own name. He's got good reason to keep his real identity secret. Yeah, so so she introduces herself. Hi, I'm Lizzie, and she's you know she's kind of kind of cautious, but she's very open minded, which I which I always like in a protagonist. And she asks him 
why he is in this unfortunate situation. Like, mm. I like that she wasn't like put so, off so by his strange yeah, appearance. How do you get here? It's like she's much more concerned with why are you chained to the wall rather than why are you green and scaly and chitinous. And I mean, uh, that's kids for you. Yeah, exactly. Like they focus on the important stuff, and I think that Freddie Verdant appreciates that. Like he, he he mentions that he was unjustly unjustly imprisoned here for for the crime of being a, a critical thinker. Oh yes, he had a bit of an out of context problem mm-hmm. with how his how his various insights and uh, uh, his, his, his outsides and questioning mind was was perceived until eventually there was a there was a there was a witch hunt and he became a victim of of what he called cancel culture oh, yeah. uh, uh, until he was cancelled like right down into the basement and up yes. against the wall yes the long time facility storeroom <laughs> yeah where where he, he he feels like there was such such fear and bias toward like open minded thinking and and free speech which he himself is a, is a great champion of and Lizzie fully supports as well. Well, she loves free speech. I mean, so she gets her free speech get curtailed especially at the dinner table when yeah. she's like, when she's using words that she's learned at school from the other students. Yeah, exactly. Which her parents are a little bit like, "Well, you shouldn't be using those words." And like And so they they quickly find themselves to be to be kindred spirits. Both critical thinkers, both like proponents of, of, of free speech, and a great friendship soon blossoms between them. So obviously yes. she, uh, she decides to free him from his predicament. She finds a way to uh, undo the shackles that uh, bind him to the wall and yeah. uh, set him free and uh, allow him to emerge from the basement. She introduces them to the family the next morning. And her yeah, parents- she's quite clever about that. Yes. Well, uh, so like she, she does the thing where, you know, when kids try to sneak off, mm-hmm. then both of them... Like, tell their parents they're having a sleepover at the other parents' house. Oh, yes. And then they hope that none of them check Checks up, because this other is one. fine. Yes. And she introduces Freddie Verdant as a, a, a foreign exchange student <laughs> yes. who, who is, is, is visiting. And, oh, can we host him? Oh, can we host him, please, Mummy and Daddy? Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that Mummy and Daddy don't seem to notice, I would, like, ignore the fact that he is green and hairy and has a bicorn. And- yeah, I mean... They're they're kind of stuck in that in that liberal uh, uh, rock and a hard place. Like they did teach their child not to judge someone by their True. external appearance, and they absolutely can't and, give that. Ex- and I guess that, that is also a bit of a trope of the uh, young adult fact fiction, where like you know the parents are kind of clueless and they kind of like miss certain super obvious things or just like play along with them. I suppose they did specifically move to Colorado for its for its loose laws to certain uh, in regards to certain uh, herbal remedies that are that yes. are and, and uh, I recreationally. Available. I suppose he's green, so that like clear association which you get with that. <laughs> yeah. And it is four twenty in the afternoon when it, it, they uh, yeah. when they first show. I don't know why they're having breakfast at four twenty, but like yeah. he ingratiates himself very well with the with the family. They appreciate his herbalism. Oh yes, which is one of his uh, uh, wonders his, in the spice rack. He's got a lovely rack on him. <laughs> but Freddie proves himself to be uh, to be an expert at impersonation. Like he has he has so many of these of these wonderful talents between his critical thinking, his herbalism, and his impersonation. He's very quickly highly popular in this in this family that he's uh, that he's moved in. With. Oh yes, it's the zany little roommate basically, which yeah. lives in the basement, like always has a little zinger at the breakfast table. Manages to uh, yeah ingratiate himself. He's he's doing very well with little Linus, taking a little bit of the uh, responsibility of the parents, allowing them to do, go to in their work thing and leave Lizzie and uh, Linus home alone in the care, in the care of Freddie. Which uh, it seems it seems cool to start with. Like it seems uh, until a certain point, uh, like two 
shady figures appear at the front door and Lizzie O's opens the front door and there's like Freddie doesn't like to be seen it's like the fact that the family sees him is fine but he's like other than that he's he a bit shy doesn't go out a bit well he presents as if he's shy he's exactly but he's like he's clearly got a history which he's not telling everybody about <laughs> yeah. I mean it's like it's the whole uh, free speech council culture thing but I mean hints are dropped that but there might be other things going on yes yes uh, very quickly made clear when these two figures yes uh, two men by the name of Bob and Dotnet show up at the front door <laughs> Yes. And they inquire whether or not uh, Lizzie has seen someone who matches the description of Freddy. Now, snitches get stitches and she clams up. She does right by her friend, for better or worse. Like, she said, no, no, I've never I've never heard of them. Who's that? It's like, no, never seen anybody like this. And they go, are you sure? I mean, we trace the address to here. And she goes, oh, I didn't know anything like that. They're, I'd like to see a warrant, please, you fucking narc. Well, she's kind of like uh, let, let loose a little bit, yeah. And uh, they leave a card and say, "Like, well, please get in touch with us if you see him." Turns out they're from a they're from, from a government agency from they're from the Mega Harsh Company. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, which she thinks is a bit weird, but uh, it's it's curious for a private enterprise like that to, to, to come like, to a child's house looking well, for a, I mean, she, an exchange student. So not specifically for the child, and then we know this exchange student was a bit of a story. She mentions this to Freddie. Freddie goes like, "Hey, it was that," and there's like, I don't know. But once he realizes who it was that reached the door of the Torvalters, suddenly he becomes very interested in leaving the house. Oh yes, he wants to like see how he can get out. Like he encourages Lizzie to uh, to in to go to school even though like he he, he encouraged her to stay home stay home under the pretense that if if you stick with me kid you'll never have to go to school again no 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 let's definitely go to school he presents himself as a, as a foreign exchange student mm-hmm. bonjour bonjour guten tag uh, but as much as he tries to fit in uh, being who he is he just can't seem to keep his mouth shut like free speech means kind of unrestrained speech right? everything to him yes uh, and his his dissatisfaction with what these Coloradans are teaching their children about science, about mm-hmm. facts, about reality, uh, stokes his ire, and he gets into a bit of a, a, a verbal sparring match first with a teacher and then with a with a head principal yes, until he, as one does, through some means like there's something about his horns glowing, convinces them to teach the controversy. Yes, he uses an ability called the power word. Uh, <laughs> yes, which is basically kind of like a command thing where he can just like use his ability to. Uh, get people to do things. It's like, yes. It's like uh, a mind control thing, I think. Yeah. And this this once rational school, rapidly under under his influence, converts to teaching the controversy about uh, intelligent design and maybe the Earth isn't as round as people think. And, like, use your critical Ooh. thinking because yes. it might be flat. Yes, and, like, we can't pr- you can't prove it's round or you can't prove it's not flat. I yes, exactly. It's like, you can't prove it's round but you can't prove it's not flat, I don't think. We flat earthers are the weirdest anyway, in my opinion, but... After school ends, he still doesn't want to... He doesn't want to go home, so he convinces Lizzie to join him on on a series of adventures, which include like the the, the rather successful and profitable sale of some essential oils. Oh yes, uh, owing it's to like his herbalism, they have a little uh, set up a little stand outside uh, the uh, local mall. Basically, have their little Girl Scout sale, except they're selling essential oils and little incense burners and yeah. And and they, they, they make a tidy bit of money, which Lizzie is quite and quite enthusiastic with, but uh, kind of confused why then he then immediately takes that money and goes into Dick's Sporting Goods to buy a bunch of propane and takes propane Lizzie out to a yeah and, and takes him takes her out to like it's time that we that we do something for this community because you, you saw how the school has been trying to brainwash everyone with their uncritical thinking. And she goes, Well, gosh, yes, okay, I guess you, you, you sort of have a point. Well that's only possible because the mega harsh corporation is operating these these sort of mind control radiation 
towers the let me see how are we going to how are we going to do this it's got there was five g's in the word these gigantic fuck nothing starts with g g is very difficult word it's a re- uh, it's a really difficult the one uh, the great global global is one of them god yeah. let's do this the gig- so, global, global grand uh, oh, that's a bit of a repetition, but yes, the gigantic global. Is there global is there a part of the brain that starts with the G? Glandular. <laughs> gigantic, gigantic global, global glandular. Grand glandular. And there's no adjectives with G, are there? Uh, I mean, there's great, but that's big as well. I'm, yes. What uh, what words start? Why am I thinking of gerontocracy as like a G word? There's got to be other G we, we words. Did, we did gerontocracy in the other episode the other day with the old people in the, uh, in oh, the surf resort. Oh, that's that's right. Yes, that's Dinosaur Beach, episode 80. Aired, yeah, which just aired. The other day. Hey, I'm back. Words don't start. So, G, go, go, go. good, good. How would they know more words that start with G? It's such a it's such an important letter. Gist. Gin. I mean, gin is very <laughs> no, obvious. okay. So oh, at least there are words; they're just not not relevant. I'm drawing a blank. Blank. Okay, let's let's have a look around and see if we see G things. Okay, um, gyroscope, gun. Um, those are both of the things that start with G. Readers at home, look around you. Do you see anything that starts with a G? And do you see two things that start with a G? I mean, uh, I see a lot of gin. Gertens, no. Gertens is Gherkin, not Gherkins. Oh my God! Maybe, maybe Freddie Verdon was right. Maybe we he, are he was, indeed. He, he was green. Oh, that that's a relief. <laughs> well, maybe it's because we are indeed under the influence of the same things that that he wanted to to, to, to warn against, namely the five G tower yeah. for the, the 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 township quite close to the Torvalds's house, which, with her help and with the equipment that he got from Dick's Sporting Goods, he sets on fire. Propane does that. And yeah. it's hard to set towers on fire because they're generally made out of non-flammable things unless they happen to be wood. Yeah. Not that much, not that popular anymore for building towers these days. And it wasn't even that successful, but he does Freddie does demonstrate like one of his additional powers. This is like he focuses his his horns on the tower yes. and he emits his steel melting beams. Yes, he calls it the power point, which he uses to point <laughs> yes. his horns at an item, <laughs> at an object and then uh, use it to melt these things. Yeah, because even even with kerosene which he which he brought as well as the propane like that doesn't melt steel beams no he says everyone no. knows that everybody knows that you can't do that uh having done that set it on fire they head on back home where he uh, parents have like locked doors and he uses his power of access to uh get back into the house <laughs> get it now <laughs> Climbing in through their home office. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the because that's where the you know where, where the security is 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 softest. Where the security is microscopic. It's it's, it it's micro soft office. Yes, it's definitely not mega harsh. <laughs> no. And he absolutely excels at breaking into the the, the micro soft office. Yes. Yeah, I mean, parents are... It offers the best outlook. It does. Well, that's another one of his powers. He's got the power of lookout, which <laughs> yeah, is... I uh, knew he did. <laughs> I knew he did, yeah. Which allows him to see through walls and to look out the front door, <laughs> which right. actually tells him that the he sees Bob and Dotnet uh, coming back, who, yeah. who have turned out to be working for the business sadism agency. I thought that was weird, but he immediately tries to turn this to his advantage by claiming that these, these are uh, uh, lizard people, the same yes. lizard people from Planet Redmond... <laughs> <laughs> yes, whom he's been he's been fighting against this whole time. He quickly disguises himself as 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 Paul McCartney. I don't I don't know exactly okay, why I had a note for. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was really weird. I mean, I guess he can try to do the Paul. I think it's just like cosmic striptease. I maybe guess he had just a little puts on a wig or something and like cushion. 
gets a joint out, holds a guitar. I mean, yep, yep. Nobody can tell him from Paul McCartney. And there's the final showdown in the in the pizzeria where he decides that he's going to take a stand against this human trafficking and the abuse ring that's being run out of this pizzeria by well, the business yeah. sadism agency. He's been claiming that he was like being persecuted for being a critical thinker and uh, all sorts of that. But like, you know, like Bob and Dotnet claim, he was just like in violation of the extremely unclear lengthy agreement. <laughs> and uh, he's been using the stolen technology from Planet Redmond to get his way over to Earth. Wow! Wow! Yeah, which which he still he still decries, and he and he claims to uh, information uh, wants to be free. Open always wins, and this is just pure entrapment. But in the meantime, and I respect that this a great deal. Lizzie has seen through his bullshit. Yeah. She is. She's seen that this is that this is a, a bunch of nonsense, and even even while he's using his his PowerPoint to try and disseminate Bob and Dotnet, and he's doing fairly well between his automatic weapon that he brought into the pizzeria in order to get to the bottom of it, and his and his and his, and his PowerPoint and the power word, like he's standing there on the on the, on the platform in front of the pizzeria, broadcasting his his critical thinking and cowing even the agents of the extremely unclear lengthy agreement, agreement which is no, from the Business, no, that was who no, violated the business right. sadism agency was what he was what they were uh, yeah and 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 who are not protected by their by their eula and she pulls out her snope spellbook oh yes the 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 spellbook of snopes uh, and for for each of his claims she just yells false false false, false oh, oh. chanting the whole town chants him back into oblivion Brought until he onto is his knees finally yeah onto his knees on the platform until until finally the the collective wisdom of this of this this wonderful town deplatforms him fully yes he gets hauled in by the bsa uh, and yes. <laughs> uh, he gets sentenced to like a little bit of community service and like t- and a fee of ten million, which he can never pay. But basically, they sentence him to get uh, to stay on Earth. Basically, I think it's called like house arrest or something. Yeah, and he ends up with the Torvalds in their household. And I mean, everybody seems to be happy enough. He's like still doing his job as a babysitter. Yeah, and, I thought that's really weird. It is a little bit. It's one of like those. It, situ- I guess it's one of those pilot episodes for a sitcom where you have this alien in this uh, household living there and like just generally being a menace and uh, being about the family and their affairs. Showing that those who who most vehemently decry against cancel culture really don't face as many consequences for their actions as they like to claim is unfair. Yeah. But despite that sort of mixed message at the end there, I thought it was a very good book. It was fun. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious I liked times. Lizzie a lot. She, Liz, Lizzie was amazing. She was just like the little go-getter and yeah, definitely the kind of kid that you would hope your own would be. So how are we going to rate this book? Oh, geez. We have to rate it on an alien scale, I suppose. Or maybe we can rate can it on Can we do a th- critical things? What's that? How about 32? 32? Oh, yeah. 32. Yes, we, have, we, have, we have the long-term yeah, facility it? storage, but you also have fat, the, the FAT32, which we can... <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, out of 32, how are we going to rate this book? I what do you think? I am going to, ooh, I don't know, 26 out of 32. Oh, okay. Good. So we're Where? dipping down the... Uh, well... I mean, you can't like you can't keep rating towards the top end of the scale. That's what I've been saying. So I guess P.F. Costello slash Cosmic Striptease. I think it's Cosmic Striptease. Uh, so well done, Cosmic Striptease, for uh, this fantastic science fiction book, The Devil Downstairs. Uh, and hey, and speaking of reviews, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should should be seeing the option to leave us a little striptease star. You can get in touch with us at Cover My Asscast. You can get in touch with us via email at quit- Cover My Asscast 
at gmail.com. Wow, now the emails have given me a yep. grief. It especially like get in touch with us if you can if you've got a baffling book cover that you think we should uh, review but not read. And speaking of which, what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by Jenny Lawson. It's called Let's Pretend This Never Happened. <laughs> Mostly true memoir. Oh, even more subtitle. That about covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read. My name is Stan. Okay. And we only judge a book by its cover. I think I'm slam dunk for this, by the way. This is, <laughs> no, I think I learned a lot of lessons from Freddie Virgin that I'm going to apply to my... Oh, no, the campaign is over. Oh, no, I did just commit to the... the talk about dumb and dumb use your PowerPoint at 5G. Oh, okay, well, I'm not a... Sorry. I'm not, I'm not that kind of nerd.